We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical, mental, filth, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Coffee time. And welcome to the Amalcan Coffee Social Club Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon special episode uh, with Dalton Edwards. He is a local uh, gaming aficionado and um, is actually uh, bringing the exciting world of esports to the peninsula. I guess Dalton's been doing this for some time now. We're going to hear a little bit more about that uh, in the special episode. But I just wanted to shout out to everybody today who braved the elements and joined us in our protest uh, for liberty. Uh, today we had our uh, second rally for liberty in Soldatna and Kenai. So we were out in front of the hospital for a little bit, in front of Soldatna Professional Pharmacy, and then finished up over at the Main Street Tap and Grill. We had about 30 people show up. It was between 5 and 10 below outside. Beautiful sunny day on the Central Peninsula here in Alaska. This was part of a worldwide event. So there were people in Australia and New Zealand and all across Europe that were out in the streets today. Um, I saw some video of uh, folks in Amsterdam that was pretty impressive. Um, so we weren't quite as rowdy as the folks in Amsterdam, and nobody was, you know, getting upset or burning things down because that's not just how we roll here. We are uh, pretty mild-mannered and peace-loving uh, folks on the peninsula. But uh, we did have a counter-protest, which was interesting, about 10 people marching around uh, upset, and, and we did have a little bit of drama, the security uh, forces of the hospital said you can't park here so but that's not really what we're here to talk about we're talking more about uh some i guess more light-hearted aspects of the social club so recently dalton came in and uh actually one of his associates another uh, fellow gamer was driving by and he saw her a massive impressive lit sign on our wall it says ammo can coffee it brought him in like a moth to the flame and he saw our 38-foot study bar. So, welcome, Dalton. Um, now, tell me a little bit about this league. Uh, you guys are playing a game. What's that? What's that all about? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, when, first, I want to say thanks for having me, first of all. Great stuff. I'm impressed with your, your whole setup going on. As someone who also does, like... Uh, Audio stuff, you know, with mics and all that, it's actually pretty interesting. I like it. Is this it- would have been way cooler if I could have gotten the template I wanted. I wanted to have, so for those of you who are not in the studio and can't see this, our studio is built on a 55-gallon barrel with a pub table round on top, and then we have a center post that goes up to an ammo can that has been turned into a light box, and it says on air. The light box air. is a nice touch. Yeah. I actually like it. Yeah, so we, we like a little bit of dramatic flair. But, you know, these boom mics that we have... I wanted to have sort of this spider kind of support system at the top under the ammo can so that mm-hmm. we could hang the mics, and then we'd have full use of the, the pub table for our beverages. That would be cool. But... I still like what you got going on here, though. Yeah. 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 So, anyway. Um, anyways, so. so my name is Dalton. Uh, the gaming community knows me as Paradox. We go, like, gaming tags and stuff like that in the wide national scene and all that. 
Um, I've been basically running fighting game tournaments here on the Kenai Peninsula for about eight years now. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember, but I started when I was about 14 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, been a long time. I'm 23 now. So this is not so, just a, a hobby, but uh, this is... I, I I would still say it's a hobby because I'm not like it's not a job. I'm not making money off of it, but I, it's been a part time job for me since literally since I was 14 years old. Yeah, it's not easy to organize events. No, it, it's really not. And uh, I've been the head tournament organizer here um, for yeah about eight years across multiple games. We primarily play Super Smash Brothers, which is a Nintendo crossover fighting game, very very popular. Um, the most recent iteration won esports. Uh, game of the year or fighting game of the year oh i didn't know yeah, that it's uh very very popular one of the biggest uh fighting game esports right now now so. now when i was a when i was a kid it was all about mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. everything was mortal Kombat. so how does this stack up to more mortal Kombat? so fighting games typically have two different genres there's the traditional fighter which would be like street fighter mortal Kombat, um whatever else and then i would say there's also uh platform fighters and platform fighters are games like the Super Smash Brothers series. Um, there's some other miscellaneous games. They have a they have a Nickelodeon game that just recently came out. Uh, there's another game called Rivals of Aether. But uh, the, basically, the difference is where um, with platform fighters, it's more of like a 2D landscape. You're on a stage trying to hit each uh, hit the character off the screen. Okay. If they get off the screen, they die. Whereas in a fighting game, you have like a life bar and you got to memorize these like you know these set combos. Um, usually they play with like arcade sticks, you know, to like get that precise uh, inputs in and stuff. So it is very, very different. Um, the different style of fighting game, for sure. But uh, the, but there's definitely a lot to say about technique. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So so tell us a little bit about. I mean, there's got. I know there's got to be people out there like seriously mm-hmm. esports. I mean, what right. do you do? Do you like? 80 reps on your thumbs in the morning <laughs> to make sure that uh, you're all limbered out and I stretched. Mean, and You know, you don't have to be a... You uh, have very muscular thumbs. You don't have to be a basement-dwelling <laughs> nerd to be good at this. You know, you don't have to sit in your basement and uh, grind video games for like eight hours a day. You don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> but there are some people that do that. Some of us choose to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've personally never been like that. Uh, most of the people I know aren't really like that. Um, but it is more of like a cultural hobby thing where like, you know, once you start getting into the tournaments and you know, um, you, you learn more about the scene, who the top players are, you know, maybe they'll watch their YouTube channels. Uh, they start watching big national tournaments and then the investment starts. Right. And then, then uh, wh- where's my local scene? You know, they look up on Facebook. Oh, Kenai Peninsula Smash Group on Facebook. Join. Oh, where's my tournaments? Oh, it's at Ammo Can Coffee. So, so we're talking you about know? community here. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just a isolated, you know, uh, closet sort of experience. You're. You actually get to know people. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Um, and what one thing I want to say is, right now in the, this year, twenty twenty one, online gaming is huge. It is video games don't make like like early in the two thousands they had like Call of Duty with like split screen. So if you're sitting with someone right next to you, you can play with them. That's not even a thing anymore. The new Call of Duty games they don't even make split. Yeah, screen. that 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 caused it, more than several conflicts with me and my friends because yeah. it was always like, oh, you're screen looking. <laughs> you're, you're you totally killed me because you watched me run around the map. But it was still cool because you can play with the person right. on the couch next to you, right? Right. right. But now it's, it's it's all online. Everything is online. And Smash, I feel like, is one of the one unique things where online is not really used as much because it's not good. Fighting games online are bad because okay. latency issues. Um, so it's one of those things where you got to go in person, play with someone right next to you. You're meeting people from all walks of life, and there's not really a lot of other video games where like 
gaming scenes that are like that. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like the typical thing that people think of is like the gaming scene, you're antisocial, you're playing video games in your room or whatever, but like, Smash is very different. You have to go to a venue such as like this coffee shop here, uh-huh. meet people. Maybe if you're a new person, you've never met these people before. Um, all from all different walks of life. I've played video games with doctors, people who are like studying to be a doctor. I've played video games with people who just don't leave the room. I've played video games with people who are, you know, MAGA Trump supporters. I've played video games with people who lean on the left. Literally from all walks of life. Right. And they would not have probably interacted if it weren't for this one thing. But they have a commonality. Exactly. Right. And I think that to me is that, that to me is beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. The world brought together by video games. It's except crazy. for in China, which now I've heard yeah. that they are limiting young kids from playing video games because they're saying that uh, it's negative for their development. Yeah, I think I saw... I didn't look too much into it, but I think I saw an article about that. They're like limiting it to a certain amount of days of the week or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, thank God we live in America. Absolutely. And we can play video games whenever we want to. Yep. At least for the time being. <laughs> yep. So, you know, uh, something I found that was interesting that I didn't expect when I first started talking to you is you got super excited about this TV that's like almost as old as I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an old CRT television that, like, runs off heat, uses the old red, white, and yellow cables. I forget what they're called, but... The RCA uh, cables. RCA cables, yeah, yeah. yeah. RCA. Yeah. Um, that is probably... Uh, the, the Smash community probably uses that more than anything else, any other community in the world. So Otherwise, they're completely useless. That's literally useless. like a piece of gold. Uh, yeah, in a, in a way, yeah. Especially as they become more and more rare. Like, uh, me personally, at one point, um, I've had at least like five or six of them in storage just because I run events and uh-huh. I need them. Right. Um, and it's very hard to come by. Sometimes you'll see churches throw them out on the side of the road. Yeah, I was super excited when you wanted to do the games here because I just bought these flat screens from the hotel that was upgrading and you're like, oh, no, that's <laughs> bad. And I was like, really? Seriously? Um, and I thought that was old tech, mm-hmm. but it's not old tech. No. I mean, we're talking about yeah. old tech here and, and you said it's more responsive. Uh, yeah, so the reason it's more responsive is... Uh, the game we play is a game called Project Dem, which is uh, on the Wii. And the Wii uses the AV cables, uh-huh. RCA cables. Um, so natively, if you plug them into a CRT, you're going to have less input delay than you would plugging it into like a monitor, um, which is was not that's not how the, the console so was So you want to make sure that you've got ninja-like reflexes. Is that, exactly. Okay. Everything needs to be instant, 60 FPS, you know. Any lag would throw it. It would just be a fluke. So, so for those of you out there, that's, that's feet per second. Yeah. Right? No, it's frames per second. Fra- no, not feet per, per no, second? It's not, no, frames. we got to be well, talking about the frames. Well, see, I was thinking about the Wii, you know. The Wii was all about motion. Oh, that's true. And, that's true. You know, I remember that something called Wii Knee. Yeah. That was kind of fun to say. But, you know, people were throwing, <laughs> they're screwing their knees up doing Wii bowling and stuff. The Wii is really interesting because I feel like that was, like, the first console where everyone had it. Like, even, like, grandparents and stuff were oh, no, Yeah, Wiis. yeah. You know, my, my aunt, she's down at Riverside uh, Assisted Living. And she's like the champion of Wii Bowling. <laughs> you know, I think she's 80-something. That's and great. It's like she's Wii Bowling. Yeah. I wonder how many uh, of the Wii balance boards, the fit boards, uh-huh. are in people's closets to this day. Yeah. Probably yeah, a lot. So, okay, so so this is a multi-system game, though. It started uh, with what system? Uh, so the first Super Smash Brothers was on the Nintendo 64, which I believe released in 1999. That's a little bit before my time. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it was 1999, and then it was uh, a sequel was made for the GameCube, which was on 2001. And then the next one was made on uh, the Wii, which was Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and that was 2008. Then it was ported to the Wii's successor, the Wii U, which was in 2014. And the most recent one is on the Nintendo Switch, which is their most recent console, and that was released in 2019, and that is still supported to this day. Um, But 
as each game releases, the community seems to move on to the next one. Except for um, the 2001 version, Super Smash Bros. Melee. So the community is kind of divided into two. So there's people that want to play the old school ones on the CRTs and the Wiis and the GameCubes. And then there's people who want to play you know, the new one on the monitors and the Switch. And they both play it entirely different. Well, it sounds like this is a, an excellent opportunity for cross-generational fun. Because, I mean, I, I remember the, night, uh, the, or the, uh, the Nintendo 64 coming out. When it came out, you know, it was like everybody had one. And I remember the, the, the GameCube, you know. Um, I think right around that time was when Xbox first kind of launched its uh yeah that its was debut that was the xbox ps2 GameCube right. generation yeah. yeah yeah and so um you know and i i know that people still have these these systems in their house they might have collected some dust but uh but know that you know if you're old school there's a place for you in esports today yeah so so i know dalton you've been meeting at another location and at some at one point you're how many people did you have playing at your highest point, would you say? Oh, man, we've jumped venues over the years. Like I said, I've been doing this for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, our peak was at Hobbies, Crafts, and Games. Rest in peace up to them. They're no longer in business, unfortunately. Are they uh, Are they a casualty of this COVID economy? Um, I'm not too sure. I think it's just more of the fact that like I don't know how the market for a hobby cl- uh, hobby shop would be around the peninsula, right. personally. But, okay. I mean, it, it, it could have been. I don't, I don't want to speak for them, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, so the, uh, we had a tournament there. I um, can't remember the year exactly, but it was in November, maybe about two years ago. Right. And the peak number we've had was about 30. Wow. Almost 30. And that was, and, and that lasted because we were running tournaments every month. That's a we lot of We were getting about fle- 30 that's every a, time. That's like 60 flexing thumbs. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, so we're excited about this on a couple of levels because... Uh, so Dalton and his crew were looking for a place that would accommodate them and, and on a semi-regular basis or regular basis, really. Um, you know, I found in business, consistency is everything. If you're closed when you should be open, you can lose an entire type of client because they'll come by and they'll be like, oh, I wanted my mocha. That definitely happened with us in COVID. The coffee shop is closed. I will never come back. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's really hard when you don't want to get up in the morning and it's like, ah, I just want to sleep ahead another mm-hmm. half hour or, you know, or I'd like to kick off an hour early from business. Well, we don't have that luxury. So, you know, tell us a little bit about how COVID impacted you guys. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so because that was a huge disruption. Absolutely. Um, so I mentioned the hobby shop before, but before that, we were actually running tournaments out of uh, my friend's house. His name is Jay. Shout out to Jay. Um and it was just, you know, the local guys that already knew each other. If you're running tournaments out of someone's house, there's no room for growth. Because it's, it's a weird thing to put up flyers and be like, hey, show up to this guy's house to, you know, <laughs> play in a tournament. That's a little weird. Uh, so you kind of need a public area to, BYOB. to to grow, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we worked with the hobby shop and uh, we were doing tournaments there. And going from uh, Jay's house, which was like, I don't know, like 11 people tournament, like really small brackets, to suddenly exploding to like 30 people right. every single tournament around 30 people absolutely insane jay's and mom was probably like no more she was pretty cool about it actually because oh, okay. we were doing it in the garage and it's like they didn't really care okay. yeah, yeah. The, garage. the parking was the biggest thing it was like you know <laughs> all right jay you can live in the basement but your friends can't <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much um but yeah so we were, we were just kind of growing constantly and it looked to be like a really good thing mm-hmm. people because once you have new people coming in they want to bring their friends into it and it just starts to grow and we're like 
this is kind of crazy. Like, this could actually blow up to, like, like 50 people at a tournament was realistic, in my opinion. Yeah. Around here, like, at the Kenai Peninsula, there's not now, a lot Now, let of... me ask you. This is important. Do you have fun? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so... I wouldn't do it if so, it wasn't. So, why, why not? I mean, the, the best thing about this is if you can monetize it mm-hmm. and make this what you do for your job... <sighs> yeah. That's the American dream. Absolutely. I love coffee. Therefore, I open a coffee shop. Right. And, you know, I'll spend half a day being a host, just talking to patrons coming in. And you know what I'm doing the whole time? Hmm. Making coffee and drinking it. There you it. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, so, a friend yeah. of mine is actually talking about making a gaming bar or something like yeah. that. He thought that something like that would be cool. Yeah, we'll no, see. no, it'd be cool. So you, you mentioned brackets. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so uh, the first event that's coming up, pretty excited. You're going to have a celebrity there. Mm-hmm. Um We'll talk more about him in a minute, but uh, so brackets. What what can people expect at this first tournament? Okay, so basically how the tournament works is you'll show up, you'll pay the venue fee, and then you can choose which brackets you want to enter. Uh, this, the I'm sorry, I already forgot the date. Is the 10th? The 10th. 10th yeah. yeah. The 10th will be a Project M tournament, which is with the old school TRTs on the Wii. And uh, you'll sign up for either 1v1s, which you just play against a person, you know, 1v1 versus 1. Or there's also a 2v2 bracket where you and a friend can do a uh, 2v2. Team Smackdown. Team Smackdown. There you go. Team Smackdown. Um, And we'll also be having another bracket, which is for brand new players. So if you want to get into Smash. Noobs. You you know, if you're scared. Because tournaments intimidate people. Is that that the word? Noobs. Noobs Noobs is a good word. Noobs. I try to be a little nicer than that. You're a newbie. So, yeah, if you're a newbie, if you're a new player and you 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 want to see what tournaments are about, this is the perfect bracket for you. None of the ranked players in the state are allowed to participate in that tournament, so it's brand new players. People right. that want to take the game seriously and have, can have that feel of like so making you're not, it. You're not going to get annihilated by some super oh, yeah, Jedi sure. master for sure, because because that happens sometimes. You know, you just get bad bracket luck, and you got to play the best player in the state round one, and it's like okay, you know. So the the, the new Arcadian newbie bracket is perfect for if you want to you know test your skills in like a a more even level playing field. Now, so speaking of testing skills, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, ah, you know, I don't have one of these old TVs and. And I, I really don't want to go out and buy some more stuff because I've already got enough stuff. Um, we're looking to set up a console here in the shop over by our Marine poster. For those of you who have been in the shop, I've got a collector's edition Marine uh, recruiting poster. And we put our CRT TV right below that. And so we are looking for a console. Um, now, Dalton, what... What console do you think we should have for people to practice on that would be most useful? I mean, the the arcade mode. Wh- which which game are we using? Is that the Wii or is that? Um, um, I would recommend having two systems. Mm-hmm. One should be a Nintendo Switch okay. with the n- latest iteration of Smash Brothers. We have a community for that here, and then I would also recommend using that CRT that you have and uh, getting a Wii. Because okay. then there is all because we also have a very large community of people that like to play that version. So let it's me very a- divided. Let me ask you this: so, so with the with the Switch, the flat screens I have that'd be fine because that's a digital format. No, or the CRT still. Uh, you want to use you want to use monitors for those. monitors. Okay, yes. monitors. Okay, so here's the ask, folks: if you have one of these uh, systems sitting in the closet, you're not using it. Um, we're looking for a Wii that we can modify. Because um, it takes some modification, Correct. apparently. And um, so we can set that up. Um, if you have a switch or a monitor for a switch or both, and uh, you'd like to donate that to the cause or 
you know, give us a very reasonable price for it. Um, we are looking to set up the system here in the shop. So you don't necessarily have to have this at home. You can come to the shop, order a coffee, Red Bull special, something, sit down, play a little bit of Smash Brothers, kind of tune, hone your skills, you know, uh, pr- practice your Kung Fu. Do they, that's do a, they that's use, a great way to put it. They use Kung Fu on I, Smash Brothers? I don't. Or Smash I, Fu? I don't think yeah, I don't think any characters use use kung fu. Smash so, fu. We can call it smash fu. Smash sure. fu. Okay, so so you're gonna you're gonna hone your smash fu skills, <laughs> and uh, and and the the cool thing is is that um, Dalton has already scheduled out uh, four tournaments. So uh, we've got um, one on the 10th of December. Then we have one on New Year's Eve on the 31st, um, and then we have uh, two in January. And depending on how this all plays out, then we're looking forward to at least six months, if, if not more commitment. And um, we've already reached out to Odom. Uh, we, we carry their products here. And let's, let's talk about Chudat. Odom let's, is uh, Coca-Cola and Monster, correct? Well, they, yeah, they're a big distribution. Okay. So they, do, they distribute a lot of stuff. So, Got it. Um, uh, Peace Tea, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Monster, Rain is another energy mm-hmm. drink line. Um, but yeah, all the Coke products. Gotcha. Um, but this guy Chudat mm-hmm. is sponsored by Monster and a whole bunch of other cool folks. So tell us a little bit about Chudat. All right, Chudat is a Super Smash Brothers Melee player, which was on the GameCube. He's been a top ten player uh, pretty much since the game first came out. So he's literally been playing this game since 2001, and he's still playing to this day. I think currently he's like ranked twenty something in the world. 23 or so but with how the game has changed and how, how like everyone how it's become an esport that's a huge accomplishment coming from back then to now you don't really see that usually players fall off or they retire or whatever but this guy is still playing the game this long nobody's ever seen anything like that um but he will be here at ammo can on december 10th competing in project m so if you want to see Chudat, meet him. He's verified on Twitter, so he's got that check mark. I know yeah. that. I know that impresses yeah, that's, people. That's big. So. Now, now he he, he go, His name is given. Name is Daniel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, his 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 screen name is Chudat. Yeah. You know, I have a screen name too. Actually, oh, what, I what have is your screen. Name? I have two screen names. I don't know if that's faux pas. But Tell me about it. What is so it? so my my screen name first started when we were playing Halo. We're playing mm. a lot of Halo, and it was Lucky Jim. Lucky Jim? Lucky Jim. 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 J-I-M. Lucky Jim. Because I was the most unlucky noob you ever met. (laughs) My friends like to just play Smear Jason. And I would just run around screaming like a little girl, and they would be blowing me up and, you know... But I had a lot of fun. I remember. I remember those days playing Halo. Too. I had a lot of fun. Those are fun, you know. And and I had a friend. I remember uh, in Valdez, um, you know, as an adult by this time, I had you know my kids, and and he was a single guy. He had this really sweet zero lot line townhouse, and it had vaulted ceilings, and he had the most comfortable couch recliners, and we would bring over our projector, and we would project onto the ceiling in his vaulted living room and we would lay back in the recliners and we would play with life-size halo characters wow it was massive it was awesome that is cool you know there was there was a lot of smack talking and you know more than our fair share of doritos eaten Mm -hmm. you know speaking of uh, a projector you have one don't you yeah yeah so so we have a we have a hd projector um and uh and that's something that we're looking at plugging into so we want this to be a spectator environment we want you to come in we it would be cool to see groupies Mm -hmm. 
you know, folks come in, they pick their favorite competitor, and and that's the best thing about Smash. I feel like is it is one of the most entertaining esports to watch. You can have never played the game before, and if you watch it, you're like, "What am I watching? This is incredible!" And you just get hooked right off the bat. It doesn't doesn't matter how, like how old you are. Maybe if you're super old and you don't understand video games, it's one thing. But like if you you know you're just a casual gamer and you because everyone's played everyone who's a casual gamer mostly who's young has played Smash Brothers before. It's a pretty common game. So so Smash Brothers. I mean, there's a lot of fighting franchises out there you know call of duty is a big one mm-hmm. um but uh and like i said moral combat and some of these other ones and you know so for for some parents and adults they might get a little squeamish because they're like i don't really want my kids you know involved in blood and gore and carnage and stuff that's not smash brothers not at all no it is tell us tell us how what the game is designed around because i know it's kind of unique yeah um so like i said earlier about the platform fighter normal fighter um diversity it is a platform fighter and it has a bunch of nintendo characters crossing over so you have characters like mario uh pokemon like pikachu you got link from legend of zelda sonic the hedgehog just pretty much any gaming series you can think of like even like final fantasy or whatever combined into one so you can have these like really crazy matchups of things you'd never like so you could have a final fantasy character fighting mario yeah you could have like (laughs) you could have uh i don't even know you could have banjo kazooie from the nintendo 64 fighting zelda mewtwo or something you know pokemon on the sonic (laughs) stage or some crazy like matchup stuff okay so yeah it's so it's kind of like the celebrity death match of (laughs) video game characters yeah yeah for sure um it's uh definitely a love letter to gaming history okay because you got characters all the well, way now, from now the beginning, like Pac Man. Now you're getting romantic. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, you can tell how much I love it, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it has to come from a place of passion. It's obvious that uh, you're passionate about this. We're excited to support this league. We're excited that uh, Chudat's going to come up here now. Now, tell us about Twitch. What's Twitch? Uh, Twitch is a live streaming platform. I like to. If I'm talking about Twitch, I like to compare it to YouTube a little bit. YouTube, where like you upload a video and it's there. And you can just watch it anytime. Twitch is live. So I'll be at my computer playing a game live and people can talk to me as I'm playing the game. It's a very different uh, interaction kind of thing. People like to you know, con- uh, contact streamers directly, talk to them, get that acknowledgement. Right. Um, so that's what we'll be doing here is we'll be streaming our tournaments onto Twitch. So if you want to watch the tournament, twitch.tv slash paradox AKX. That is the link. Okay. Um, and we'll be streaming pretty much all day since when we're here. All the brackets, all that stuff. And we also upload our tournament VODs to uh, Alaska Smash on YouTube. Okay. So um, I know that uh, when I, I called my son, Liam, and he, uh, he works for the university up in Anchorage. And uh, one of the things he does is he helps to manage and oversee the eSports Lounge at UAA. And so, uh, I mean, they didn't have anything cool like that when I went to UAA. But, um, but the Alaska National Guard paid a bunch of money to the university to buy some really high-end machines and gaming chairs with the Seawolf logo, you know, monogrammed into them. And, I mean, pretty cool stuff. And I told him Chudat was coming, and he just freaked out. He just was like, oh, my gosh, is there a way that I can see Chudat? Can can we get him up here? You know, is there a way? You know, he was pretty – he knew who Team Liquid was back I couldn't. I didn't know until I looked on on Google. Actually, Team Liquid has this uh, really stylized shield uh, logo that's got a uh, like a stallion on mm-hmm. it. And you know what's it's really cool is is um, 
even if you're not a gamer, I would highly recommend uh, this show that we saw, I believe it was on Netflix. I think it was produced in China, and it was called The King's Avatar. The whole show, it's a big, long television series that they have. It's like 26 episodes or something, is about these professional teams they're much like uh, like an NFL team would be, but they're all housed in dorms, and they're they're like working every day to hone their skills and learn new secrets in this virtual world um, that they're they're duking it out in, and they have these big matches, you know, and these these annual competitions. But they had these logos like this, and I was like, when I saw the 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 series, I thought, well, you know, how realistic is this? But then you introduced me to the world of Chudat. And I started researching him, started looking at the Team Liquid website and who sponsors them and what they do and who they are. And I was like, holy cow. Very legitimate thing. This is totally legit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not very far off from from this, this Chinese you know, television show. Right. Now, I don't think they're all living up in skyscrapers in the <laughs> middle of, you know, metropolitan areas with... Uh, they're able to live comfor- comfortably, for sure. Right, right. Yeah. But, um, and Team Liquid uh, and other esports orgs, they don't just do Smash Brothers. They do all kinds of games. Right. Like uh, League of Legends is another very popular esport, and their players make millions. Um, yeah. Of pesos. Of yeah, pesos, sure. Pesos. <laughs> no, that'd be trillions. No, no, no. That'd be trillions of pesos. Uh, yeah, no, US dollar, but US uh, dollars. Yeah. So like those those players. Millions, like, make millions. of dollars. Crazy. So, who knew that uh, you know that that basement hobby could turn into a career that pays millions of dollars. Yep. So we're pleased to have you, Dalton. We're pleased to have your group. We are very super excited, like we said. So mark it on your calendar, folks. Um I think when we talked, we were talking about like three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, uh, December 10th, um, and then we'll be running all the way till 8-ish, 9 o'clock. Just depends on how things shake out, but uh, we will have a grand finale championship, and we will project that hopefully onto an 80-inch screen that I've got so that it'll be a really fun spectator you know, opportunity to see the final the finalists duke it out, and... Um, uh, hopefully Odom will come through with a sponsorship and some swag and we'll have some prizes for folks. Uh, I'm going to throw in some coffee uh, stuff at the very least uh, for That'd prizes. Be very nice. Now let's talk about uh, the entry fee. Um, yeah. So I believe the, so the fees for the tournament will be uh, a $5 venue fee just to be in the venue so we can pay off. Um, helps you know, pay the helps electricity. Pay the electricity and all yeah. that. Exactly. Um, and then there's a $5 venue fee uh, for the singles bracket, which is again is one V one. Uh, there's a five dollar entry fee for uh, per team for the doubles tournament, and there's also uh, the Arcadian newbie bracket, like we were talking about. That is absolutely free. You don't got to pay any fees. the The prize pool for that is crowdfunded by our community. We just want to get more players out here and playing. And right. so yeah, that's pretty much the fees. And again, if you can't come here in person, if you got something going on, Twitch.tv/paradoxakx will be streaming all day. Yeah. So yeah. you can catch the active live as if you were there. Well, and, and, you know, my hope is that, that maybe, you know, this will be popular enough that we can expand to and connect with the other groups around the state. And, uh, you know, UAA during the, uh, the pandemic and the lockdowns and stuff, they, they pretty much shut their students out of the student services building. And, um, 
you know, only certain people were allowed to even stay in the dorms. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of what they were doing was all streaming online kind of competition from wherever you were located. And, and, um, it'd be cool to hook up with them. You know, the esports scene is definitely finally hitting Alaska. Even so high has an esports program or at least an esports club at the moment. Okay. Uh, As far as I've heard, um, from from the younger people that we have in our scene, which is like crazy because I wasn't even, I was at so high not too long ago and like, Never thought something like that would be, you know, happening here. So right. that's, that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. Well, and you know, you might ask, why does the National Guard get involved? Well, you know, so much of the military anymore is based on some pretty high tech skills. And you know, I, I heard an interesting um, fact that uh, when the military was designing some of their drones and some of these other things, that uh, that the controls. And I think it was the PlayStation Mm. that the controller for the PlayStation was sensitive enough that it outperformed anything that the military industrial complex could produce for controllers. And they found that that the learning curve was virtually non-existent uh, as far as a barrier Mm -hmm. for their soldiers, new soldiers coming online because they'd been playing on these controllers their whole childhood. And so they came into that that theater already being familiar with the controls, already having the muscle memory and the fine motor skills, the reflex and reaction time. To so so they just had to start building their software to be functional with these controllers. See, my conspir- my personal conspiracy is that I think the military, most of them, are just gamers. Low yeah. key, because I've been I've been in the mall where they have like the military recruiting thing, and they're always in there playing Xbox. <laughs> always, or at least they used to. It's, so, it's called industry research. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I it mean, doesn't surprise me little, that the military little, wants to throw their little name. Call of Duty here, here and now. You yeah. know, then then doesn't hurt anybody except for that <laughs> pixelated guy you just shot. Exactly. So yeah, well, I, I'm super super excited about this. You know, um, a, another area that is is emerging. And um, we want to highlight this because we don't talk about it enough. I think we could, we should do a better job at uh, advertising. But we have a Valve Index system here at the shop. So Valve Index uh, is something that is uh, produced um, by the Steam online gaming uh, service. Yeah, that's owned by a company named Valve. So yeah. Valve Index. Yeah, yeah, and and it's. Um, it's a it's a VR system. So in our conference room, we have a VR system courtesy of uh, Computer Renaissance here in Soldatna. When the COVID uh, craziness started happening, as a franchise, they they got some instructions from the corporation that uh, they franchised through that uh, they could no longer be uh, doing this uh, VR stuff. They were worried about personal contact with the equipment and how that might spread COVID. So. So they asked us, you know, because they knew that we were a little more open-minded than other businesses if if we would have a use for their system. Because they have a pretty nice rig. Wow. That's really nice of them. And so they just, and you know, um, I'd already just uh, created a relationship over there, bought a, a special built computer for one of my other enterprises. And so, you know. Yeah, that's, that's super nice of them. Networking sure. and having a relationship with folks pays off. And this is small town. We help each other out. It's community, like we're talking about here. So uh, we want to give a shout-out to, to them, the Computer Renaissance folks. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to fire that up during the tournament. So, you know, if you want to come in and take a test spin on it, check it out. 
It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Total, total, I guess not total immersion. I, you know, you'd have to be in some sort of uh, sensory deprivation liquid pool or something. You still know like you're that. in VR when <laughs> yeah. you're in there. but Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it's a good way to get your sweat on. Yeah, definitely. You know, because kind of like the Wii... You know, you got to be active. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to dodge bullets and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, you know, duck swords. and That was kind of the beginning of that. Was like That was like the first motion censored thing. Yeah, yeah. It was like the precursor to VR, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, thank you again, Dalton, for coming in. Um, and thank you for tuning in, folks, to this special edition of the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour Power. Before we go out, can yeah. I plug some stuff? Yeah, plug right, cool. some stuff. Um, so we have a Kenai Peninsula smash group on Facebook. So if you want to be in touch with our group and our scene, definitely hit us up on there. Just hit the join request. Uh, again, I want to plug it one more time for the tournament, twitch.tv slash paradoxakx. That is where all the action will be live if you can't make it here for some reason. Although we would love to have anybody here that wants to try the game and play play something new. We're right. thrilled to meet new players. Now, and, and then for those of you who are interested in uh, the Valve Index system, we have a, a liability release form that we re- require you to sign. So if you go to the Ammo Can Coffee website which is ammocancoffee.ninja um, and scroll down you will see a banner and that banner says i'm scrolling down to it says ammo can coffee's vr experience is here now naked now taking individual and party reservations so normally uh it's 25 bucks an hour uh that buys you a free drink and VR time for an hour. If you and that's a great deal, folks. If you look around at the other people offering VR, it's a lot more expensive. So um, we're trying to spread the love, and uh, we're also uh, coming online uh, with paid memberships. And the way that that works is, if you really like VR and you want to get a discount, you want to have some some benefits. Let's say you're a family and you want to reward your kids for, you know getting good grades, maybe not fighting with each other, you know, accomplishing some goal. Uh, the entry-level, first-tier uh, family memberships, $300 for the year. And what that buys you, among other things, is you get one free hour of VR every month. So you get 12 months of VR. Um, and then in addition to that, you get to use this space for two hours during the year at some point for your own private party. So if you have a birthday coming up and you think it'd be awesome for everybody to play VR and have some cake and have your own protected time and space, you know, that's that's a benefit. Plus, as we get more active in these different sort of social opportunities, my hope is to bring up some clean comics like dry bar comedy style. And uh, for those folks that are paid members, they're going to get um, premium pricing. And depending on what level you come in as a member, uh, you'll get to bring guests who are, are not members. So at that entry, so if you're a uh, membership's always free at AmmoCan for the basic membership. You just have to agree with our mission statement. And we are a conservative cultural club, so just be aware of that. Um, but we ask you to sign a book, and then you can participate in anything. We have a comedian. You can participate. Now, you're going to pay full ticket price, so that might be 40 50 bucks ahead, depending on who we bring up because it's not cheap to fly them up, house them, and have them here for a night. 
But, you know, how many chances do you honestly get during the year to have that kind of experience in a small town? You know, really that yeah. that metropolitan experience. But um, but if you're a, a first-level paid paid uh, member, you get 20% off your ticket price, plus you get two guests. If you are at the second tier, you get 40% off the ticket price, and you get double the guests from the previous level. And the final level, you get 60% off, and you get double that last number. So... Great value built in there. Yeah, that's a great deal. You know, and it's a, it's kind of a crowdsource funding approach, but on this real community level, because our ultimate goal is to be successful as business, but also be a hub around which a lot of cool, fun, community-minded things can happen. Yeah, so, I think the Ammo Can is doing an excellent job by that, by the way. Well, we we appreciate the support because without that, we <laughs> we have nothing uh, to offer but coffee. Right. Exactly. And coffee's great. But you want to do more. You we know, want to do more. We want to do more. Yeah, and we, we enjoy it. And you mentioned flying up comedians up here right. or whatever. But I think that is a very good thing. I think having big names of like from whatever you know walk of life up here is good for people. Right. Like for, for us, for example, having Chewed Out up here, our scene is excited for that. They're thrilled. Yeah. They're super, yeah. super hyped. And, and you know what? It increases our quality of living. So the peninsula is branded mm-hmm. as Alaska's playground. But really, you know, in the darker months, it's kind of a stretch to say we're still Alaska's playground. You know, yeah, if you got a snow machine, you can hit the hills. Great. That's awesome. Not everybody can do that. You know, you don't see galloping hordes of tourists here. They might go to Alieska or they <laughs> might. But really, they're going they're Most of them are Japanese and they're going to the hot springs up in China. But um, for us to have more of this experience, you know, as people move in the community, we're going to get more and more people who want to live here, who want to put down roots and invest in our communities, which all of our small businesses need. You know, I mean, since the oil patch, the oil industry has taken the hits it has over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, um, the state's in this fiscal crisis because we've got all our eggs in one basket, essentially. You know, fishing isn't what it used to be. You know, uh, timber isn't nearly what it used to be all these resource extraction sort of industries, and I have nothing against those. I think that responsible development and stewardship, conservation, you know, um, is all important. Yeah. Community is ex- it's but, super important. But we have, to, we have to have other things than just resource extraction to keep people here. Otherwise, we're just a colony of the lower 48. And, you know, and I like Alaska. Mm-hmm. And if we can just be our own unique, happy selves and, and get some really world-class quality experiences here that go beyond fishing, honestly, that'd be awesome. And I think you're doing that with this event. And yeah, You know, the, the main reason I've stuck to doing this for eight years, and it, it is not easy. It is a lot of work, a lot of work. It's almost like a full-time job. I will say it's a part-time job, but it's almost like a full-time job. The reason I do it is because I know that around the, here on the peninsula, there needs to be things for people to do that are young. People who are in their 20s and they're 18, or even in high school. They need some kind of club or hobby or something like that. Because otherwise, you know, there's, you see so many young people on drugs or, you know, wasting their lives away, things right. like that. Well, I think this, this is a this, really good thing for yeah, them. Yeah, and this is a, this is a drug-free, alcohol-free environment. You know, we, we fancy calling ourselves a dry bar because we're set up like a bar. But, you know, the strongest thing we have here is probably Red Bull and Monster. Yeah. You know, and, and our coffee. You know, we, we can make a pretty mean 
uh, you know, quad shot. Mm-hmm. But um, or six for right. those who are insane. But that's why the Smash <sighs> community is important to me, at least, is because I know that it gives people that alternative of like. You don't have to go do that stuff if you don't want to, you know, like right. come play video games, hang out with us. We treat all of our people like family, you know, right. We've known each other for years and we're always welcoming new people. Well, so. you know, we have, we have some hard die, die hard, um, board gamers that come in and, uh, they'll play board games. They'll play, uh, some card games like exploding kittens or cards against humanity or, you know, s- some of these other things. Uh, there's a lot of creativity out in the gaming world in the in the more the the physical old school type of gaming, and uh, so that's another area that we could we could branch out. And maybe what we'll do, you know, I mean, we're talking about every other weekend being the Smash Brothers tournament. Maybe it'd be cool if on the off weeks when that's not happening, we have the old school games and do like a Settlers of Catan, you know, um, tournament and maybe like a Monopoly tournament and. You know some of these these kinds of things. Yeah, that'd be definitely cool. I would if I would reach out to uh, the Kenai Peninsula Hobby Club. Okay. Because they got a lot of the board gamer guys over there. They they do that a lot. Right. All right. Well, again, you know, as as is usually the case, we have lots to talk about on the show, and typically we go beyond our hour of power. So everything beyond that is bonus material for you, the listener. And if you have an idea how to enrich our community, bring neighbors together. Have a fun time doing it and make this just a great, even a better place to live. Reach out to us. Let us know. We are a venue and we want to partner with you. So once again, you've been listening to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon special episode. We'll catch you next week. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Tom.